the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings and it's meeting time. And today we're going to continue introducing the sixth step of recovery that we're entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. In James 4.10, we learn, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. And this passage is synonymous with step six because step six birthed humility when we're ready and willing to have God create in us a new course of life free of our old defects, of our old sin. It's in this principle where we take a deep breath, pause, examine, and reflect on the defects we discovered about ourselves in previous steps. We journaled our dastly deeds and then confessed them to God, ourselves, and another person. We now have a more accurate view of ourselves in recognizing the negative impact of our sins on ourselves and our loved ones. And now, if we're to walk away from this debilitating lifestyle, we must prepare to let God do what he does best. It's God that removes the addictive idols we serve. It's God that removes the skeletons in our closet. We have a saying in recovery, I can't, God can, and I'm going to let him. And this is the way we should respond when the Lord exposes our sins to ourselves. Unfortunately, much too often, this is not the case. We become stirred up for the moment, filled with good resolve to let God extract from us these dry bones of defects. But before you know it, our willingness and readiness to have God begin this cleansing process is short-lived. Why is that? Why wouldn't we want to be flawless and blameless? Why wouldn't we want our Christian walk to mirror the image of Christ? Well, I've learned and experienced there's more than one answer to these thought-provoking questions. So for the sake of time, let's explore one of the major factors that cause us to be downright defiant for God's intervention. It's called fear. In the 12-step community, we have an acronym for fear. F-E-A-R, fear everything and run. Look, no matter how bad life gets, we tend to feel at home with what's familiar. We stay strapped in our destructive life patterns because we fear change. We must be aware that our defects are deeply ingrained. Patterns of behaviors developed through many years of struggle. Our defects, they're our survival skills, our coping skills. In fact, Far too many of us accept this crippling condition we're in. And then what do we do? We fear everything and run. We run back to our old addictive behaviors. We either isolate in our pity party or surround ourselves with people consumed by obsession, compulsion, denial, resentments, bitterness, anger, and a plethora 
of negative emotions. Misery loves company, right? Eventually, wrong seems right as we run back to our old disease thinking. And God, God, God's the last thing on our mind. Now, you might be thinking, you've just described me. I keep running back to my old behaviors. I'm afraid to let go of my defects. And where's this fear and reluctance coming from? Once again, my friends, you're not unique. I too felt this fear of change, fear and doubt of the unknown. I too was reluctant to relinquish the lifestyle I was familiar with. I was frozen in fear. So where was my apprehension coming from? Where are your trepidations coming from? My friend, it's coming from Satan. The evil one doesn't want you to change. He doesn't want you to pause and reflect on the sins and defects that need to be extracted from your life. He wants you to fear everything and run back to him until he destroys you. Look, we have to remember The embryo of addiction starts with sin, and it evolves into a disease of the mind, body, and soul, and Satan maintains control over us with his lies and false promises. Eventually, our defects, they become a way of life. Now, in the beginning, these character traits may have been useful to us, but sooner than later, Satan uses our old emotional friends, the enemy within, to numb the pain in our lives. And in a short period of time, pain is all we know. It's a vicious cycle. Denial, fear, pain, pain, and more pain. Let me give you an example of running to Satan's beckoning. I speak to you today with over 38 years of marriage to my wonderful wife, Patty. But when I was in my early 20s, I suffered from a broken heart after a broken engagement. And for decades, I ran to my survival skills to numb this pain. I tried to fill the hole in my soul with my old friends of alcohol, drugs, and gambling. I tried to find love in all the wrong places. And unlike my broken engagement, Satan didn't want to break up with me. He kept polluting my mind with false promises and lies. And in my insane thinking, in my mental illness, I believed these lies. I justified my behavior. And I fell deeper into the blackness of addiction. Like the old song goes, breaking up is so very hard to do. Look, we can't break up with Satan on our own. We must remember defeating this demonic disease of addiction that's above our pay grade. And this battle for recovery and healing is spiritual warfare. And it's the Holy Spirit, the mighty warrior that defeats Satan and restores us to wholeness. In John fourteen sixteen, Jesus promises he will send an advocate, a comforter, a counselor who will never leave us and who will lead us to all truth. The Holy Spirit will silence Satan's lies. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in those of us that are children of God. 
It's the Holy Spirit that raised me from the abyss of addiction, that filled the hole in my soul with love, healing, and security. And he wants to do the same for you. Now, let's keep it real. We learned last week it takes courage to be ready to have these defects come out from among us. And courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage means to face our fears head on. It means finding enough strength to take the next step. We have another acronym for fear. F-E-A-R, face everything and recover which takes us to the scripture I ask you to reference in Matthew chapter 14. In this chapter, we experience two wonderful miracles performed by Jesus. First, the miracle of Jesus feeding over 5,000 men and women with five loaves of bread and two fish. And soon after this miracle, the disciples returned to their boat while Jesus went to the hillside to pray alone. And now for the second miracle. Early in the morning, the disciples were battling a strong storm. Jesus, seeing their plight, went to them walking on water. The disciples were terrified, thinking, we see a ghost. But Jesus calmed them, saying, it's I. Don't be afraid. And in his excitement, Peter yelled out, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Come, Jesus said. Not thinking twice, Peter jumped out of the boat, jumped in the water, and he began walking on water. But as soon as he saw these strong winds, as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. Save me, he screamed. With compassion, Jesus spoke, you have little faith. Why did you doubt me? And Jesus immediately took his hand and saved him. As soon as Jesus brought him back to the boat, the storm ceased. And the disciples worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Amen. My friends, there's some powerful life lessons to be learned from these two miracles. First, feeding the multitudes assures us that Jesus can abundantly provide our needs. We learn this in John 6, 35. Jesus teaches, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty Humanly speaking, we can only satisfy our hunger for a short period of time. Jesus feeds the spiritually hungry with himself forever. He satisfies the deepest hunger of our soul and our thirst for recovery forever quenched. Jesus is committed to meet all our needs for recovery and for healing. Secondly, As with Peter, we're to learn that the Savior can protect and empower you and me as well. Peter's life-changing experience parallels our own experience. We too are often tossed by the storms of life, perplexed, fearful, and in despair, the Savior seems far away. 
but all the time he's praying for you and me. He's our intercessor with God. And when the night seems darkest, he's near at hand. Now think about this. The disciples, they were experienced fishermen. They weren't in panic because of the storm. They've dealt with that storm many times. They became terrified when they saw Jesus thinking he was a ghost. After all, how could a man walk on water? As soon as Jesus spoke, they felt his presence and were comforted. You and I can be comforted and feel his presence as he speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through these 12 steps to recovery. Now, Jesus gently rebuked Peter of his little faith. He didn't get angry or say, you've dishonored me by your unbelief. He didn't let him continue sinking. He saved him immediately. It's the same for you and me. Jesus knows the Christian life, like walking on water, is humanly impossible. It can only be lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. God knows when the turbulent waves of life overcome us, we become fearful. Our faith wanes. Psalm 103 teaches, for he knows how weak we are, but the love of God remains forever. My friends, it's our Savior that will reach out to meet our deepest needs and overcome our most powerful insecurities. Listen, in our act of addiction, our lives are as turbulent as a stormy sea. The minute we become occupied with self-will, and Satan's beckoning, we sink. We become overwhelmed over our head and spiritually drowning in our chaotic character defects. We need to look away from Satan's beckoning. We need to see our defects for what they truly are, the enemy within. Peter gathered enough courage to take a step of faith into a new experience. When he got in over his head, he called out and he found the help he needed. We too only need to summon the courage to take the next step. This doesn't mean we won't feel fear or need help. It means with God's help, we'll make it. We need to walk with our eyes on Jesus. And with his help, we will find the courage to face everything and recover. Amen. Once again, I believe this teaching is so powerful that we're going to repeat it again next week. Please spread the word that Jesus miracles performed thousands of years ago apply to you and me this very day. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.